Hey everybody, it's your girl Dina with Fields to Gardens. Coming back before you this week, we're going to talk about some great things. Are you ready? How are you doing? We're back and we're about to have some fun, okay? So first of all, I hope you're doing well and I have really enjoyed Seek and You Will Find, episode three. But let's get on to episode four today. Man, today, nothing short of some extra. Yeah, I'm about to be really, really extra. (laughs) Here we go. Plot twist. I'm getting all up in your face today. (laughs) Yes. Of course, I will check myself first. You know, it starts with Gina. And then I'm going to let you have some, okay? Are you ready? Do you have your water? All that you need? All right. Say it with me. Let me tell you a story. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. The story goes like this. Now, my attitude can get really, I say musty. It has a stench to it sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's downright disrespectful. Yes, I said it. Yes, Dina gets nasty sometimes. Mm-hmm. I talk to a lot of people every day, and I say a lot of people. My life is inundated with many stories and different complex issues. And I'm also a leader, so my position places me in a servant mode often. I mean, I have to serve others in a leadership role with compassion. <laughs> Jesus. It is so hard sometimes, though. It's not just me, is it? Let me give you an example. I'll go from two to eight really quick. I'm a very rational person, but I have some hot spots. Anybody else have any hot buttons or hot spots? Catch me on the right day, and you may do a double take. Like, wait, was I just talking to Dana? Or, Or was that just Dana talking like that? I'm keeping it real. I'm definitely not proud when I have those issues or situations, guys. I'm really not. Though I've grown over the years now, I have assessed and received some feedback. Now, there are key things that I do before responding in a hotspot situation because I've learned my response system. Everybody has one. This is what I do. I reread the text or the situation. I stop and I think. I assess my vital signs because, you know, for some of us, your blood pressure goes straight up in some situations. And that's not cool, right? It's not healthy at all. So when you're receiving your information, assess your vitals. Is your heart starting to increase, your heart rate? Are your palms sweating? Is your head starting to move around? Check that first. Your posture. Did you shift when someone was talking to you? Are your eyes moving around? Are you looking at them? And then I want you to assess that person that you're talking to. So that's what I do. I look at their verbal cues. So my posture, how I'm responding to them physically, and how they're responding to me. (laughs) You do know our bodies speak before we do, right? Give you an example. 
you say something to one of your children and their eyes roll. They didn't say anything, but they said everything with those eyes, right? (laughs) Right. So, well, while I'm working on everything that I'm just telling you about now, I want to give you some tips today. Sometimes our attitude is latitude, and that's the topic for this week. So is your attitude just straight? There's nothing north and south about it, which means you don't get positive half of the time. You just stay negative or you just stay in a flatline mode. You have no growth, no evolvement when it comes to your attitude. Are you evolving? All right. So before I give you these quick tips, wait, here's a beat while you grab your pen and paper. So, let's get all set to receive the first thing, and that is the scripture. So, for this week, we're going to be studying James 1 and 19. It simply says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone, that means all of us, should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. This is the word giving us advice on how we should respond. So often we're looking at the other person's posture and position and attitude when we really should be worried about our own. Let me give you some psychology one-on-one. So that was my undergrad study, psychology. And one thing that they talked about all the time was the 80-20 rule when it comes to communication. That being said, 80% of communication is nonverbal. It's mean it's not spoken. It's not formulated into words. It is around you, the environment, is also the person's facial expressions. It is their body language and posture when receiving or giving information. So all of this is reviewed by our brains prior to listening to someone's response. Think about that. Now, attitudes, studies show, they can affect you not only mentally, but your environment. So think about people that have a lot of negative attitudes or they're quick to escalate in the situation. Don't you find that a lot of times people will not deal with them like they deal with others or they may not want to be as to embrace them or to be around them like they are with others. You see that a lot, right? So let me give you this information. 
You know, I love research. So Preston Nye, he is a psychologist and he has written several articles and things that individuals can study about the way psychology works and communication success. And one thing I thought was interesting is he wrote something called the eight negative attitudes of someone that is chronically unhappy. This person he's describing is someone that is just unhappy all the time. You ever met anyone like that? I think today we call them negative Nancys. Yeah, I've run into a couple. But before we judge, let's look at the, the eight things that may be creating that attitude for them. So number one, you'll hear them saying self-defeating talk like, I can't, I'm not good enough, I'm not confident, I'm going to fail. Pay attention to those. If you're saying stuff like that today or you hear someone else doing it, check that. Help them out and help yourself out. Number two, negative assumptions. If someone is quick to say, this is not going to happen or I'm assuming the worst, check that. And if it's you, again, assess it. Look at yourself and say, why am I assuming this? And I don't even know, you know, all the details. You should be confident in those things that are promised for your life. Number three, negative comparisons with others. And ladies, let me just say on this, we do this often. You hear someone talking about a beautiful young lady. And then she may say something like, well, you know, I wish I looked like that. She's just amazing. Don't do that. That shows lack of confidence, which is another thing that traits in people that have the negative attitudes and unhappy lives. Number four, negative rumination about the past. So when you're reminiscing about your past, you need to make sure that you're not stuck there and that you do see the positives and the negatives. I don't care where you've been. If you're still here, that past gave you a future. Okay? So let's not stay in the past in that negative space if it wasn't a positive experience for us. Number five, disempowering beliefs about difficult people. Now, This right here is a stickler. You want to make sure that you're not really, really negative and passive aggressive. Intimidating or controlling or people that oppress, they often have that negative attitude because of that. They're in that state of being a manipulator. Watch those signs in yourself. Number six, the desire to blame. Are you blaming others or are you taking responsibility? This happens a lot in relationships and it's not healthy. You have to take ownership if you want things to change, if it was something that you are needing to own, if you're responsible for it. And number seven, the struggle to forgive. Now, they always say, if you want to be forgiven, you need to forgive. Yes, but it is really imperative for us to forgive, not because we want to be forgiven only, but because while you are carrying bitterness and the weight of something that happened or occurred in your life that has gone on to be something that has changed you in a a negative way the others that are involved or the space that was involved is still evolving and growing and going beyond where it was while you are stuck because you won't let it go so forgiveness ties into letting things go and number eight the fear of failure and making a mistake if you don't fall you'll never know what it feels like to get back up and if you don't make a mistake You will never know what it feels like to be a winner or successful. 
if you don't succeed, try, try again. I used to sing that all the time when I was a little girl. And I need you to do that today. So those are the eight things that I wanted to go over with you. And now we're done. And I want to just wrap up briefly. Okay? time for the wrap-up. Are you ready? Does any of the things that I stated today apply to you? Do you feel like sometimes your attitude is indeed latitude? Some people say whack, unnecessary, disrespectful. (laughs) So let's do this together. Let's make sure that we're in constant review of our posture when we receive information, how we really feel, You know, your feelings are valid. That you address your feelings. Are they necessary in that moment? And then also our responses. I can pick up a few of these things for myself, okay? And that's what I'm going to do. It will get better, and better starts now. Our attitudes cannot be latitude. We can't be stagnant and remain the same. We must know that a positive vibe goes a long way. And not just for you, but for everybody connected to you. This week, I challenge us to all have upward attitudes, to observe our responses and extend grace to others. Can we do that? I know we can. Well, that's all I have. I love you and we will talk soon. Until next time, let's continue to grow from fields to gardens. Bye now.